And we're live. Hello, everybody. Good evening and welcome to Fireside Freedom, episode 19. And tonight we are talking about dealing <laughs> with normies. So normal people out there. Um, I think all of us here and most everyone in the audience is uh, kind of bucking the societal norms in one way or another, whether it's prepping or homeschooling or anarchism or some of us are way down that rabbit hole with a lot of these things. Uh, but tonight I just kind of wanted to discuss dealing with those normal people out there. Um, all the people, there's tons of them that just have no idea about anything that any of us believe, whether it's any of those things on the list or whatever you feel should be on that list. Um, whether they have never heard of it, never experienced it, or downright don't understand it and are vocal about it. So all these interactions, they can be good, they can be bad. I just kind of want to talk about how you interact in your daily life, <laughs> in your family life, with coworkers, just out and about on town, who knows. But uh, yeah, so tonight I want to be joined by, I don't want to be joined by, I am joined by uh, Amy and uh, our, newest, uh, our newest Fireside Freedom member, Nate, uh, and then Buddy down there on the bottom and Letty over there in the corner. So uh, welcome to the show, guys. How's it going tonight? Uh, I had one question to start out so we could kind of go around and you can kind of tell us how you're doing. But I was wondering how your week went and what your high of the week was and what your low of the week was, because everybody kind of goes up and down. I don't think there's ever just a straight out all high all week. So. Hey, Amy, how'd your week go and uh, what'd you get done and what was the good points and the bad points? Well, I will tell you my low point was that we got a shit ton of rain. We got about six to seven inches of rain. We had storms almost every single day. It was crazy. There was standing water everywhere in the farm. We had water in our basement. We had water in the barn. We had water everywhere. So it was real exciting. But the high was that I got to get my raspberries pruned because it was one of the higher spots on the farm. So it was the only place I could work. So I finally, after all this time, got my raspberry patch pruned and I'm excited finally to be able to pick those because I'll be able to get to them. So that was my week. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah we, we did get a ton of rain. Amy and I are actually, I don't know, we mentioned this a bunch, but we're like 30 miles apart from each other. Um, so I get everything she does and you know, back and forth, except those tornadoes that are on the, on the ground for 10 minutes in your town of like 200 people. <laughs> But uh, yeah, how about you, Nate? Uh, how's it going this week? What'd you get done? What uh, what really sucked? Uh, so the high point is I got my uh, roof on the shed uh, patched, had a couple holes in that. Uh, so I bunted up some plywood underneath and patched them up with some tar. And then uh, low point would be I broke a ham radio antenna, so I got to add to replace that. And then the other final high point i just walked outside and we got a doe outside pulling fur so we should have might have some kits in the next couple of days perfect yeah, pretty perfect. much about yeah. it yeah you see that fur coming out and uh and you get excited because uh you know it's it's coming those that was crazy the first time you experienced that is uh it's just probably pretty interesting pretty interesting process so oh, yeah. how about you buddy how's it going down there Oh, it's going all right. Uh, I'd say the high for me was I have some uh, fans. Uh, so our I have, my shop is built with only an opening on one end. So it basically turns into a heat trap. <clears throat> and so I got some uh, some fans, some secondhand fans, and I got those tested this week. And they actually work. And so 
started work on putting an exhaust fan on the other end so I can get some circulation and cool it down. Um, I'd say my low is I had to mow the yard. I had to do all the preseason maintenance to the mower and then actually spend four and a half hours mowing and then weed eating. And so I hate yard work. Like I absolutely hate mowing. And so, yeah, I don't do it. I just, I let it go. I throw the chickens out there. I let the bees and all the shit live in it. I let the dogs run through it and knock it down. But uh, yeah, what do you, what kind of temps you got down there right now? Uh, it's been a little crazy. It's actually been hot, like uh, for the time of year, upper 80s, lower 90s, um, 95 one day. And now that's normal in two months, but right now it's kind of crazy. And then we have a high of like 61 on Saturday coming up. Yeah. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's been crazy up here like that. <laughs> so. How about you, yeah. Letty? What uh, what do you got going on over there? Um, we'll start with the low. Uh, my low was yesterday. I've been on and on and on and on to little man about not being underfoot when anybody's in the kitchen. And I had just filled the Berkey and took my two jugs back to the sink to fill them up and put them down. And as I turn, I feel a person under my legs. And like it, it was like the slow motion, like, oh my God, little man move, little man move as I'm falling down. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I'm six months pregnant. I hope everything's okay. <laughs> so like, don't land on my stomach. Don't want to hit my kid either. And I, I'm laying there and I look over and <laughs> I was like, maybe four, yeah, like this far away from my head to the edge of the stove. I'm like, oh, that could have been really bad. So it was... Not a very good day and afternoon for me over here. <laughs> um, but the high was on Saturday, so we got a lot done on Saturday. Watered everything. We reseeded our backyard because we got all those rains and tornado watches and warnings as well as you guys. And the rain washed away all of my grass seed. <laughs> so we had to reseed, got that done. We got our hose reel built. We built this climbing dome for little man. And then we went to the gun show and ended up our day with Dairy Queen ice cream. So that was a really fun Saturday. I mean, any Saturday with the gun show in it, that's. Uh... Yeah, we didn't we didn't adopt any needy children from the gun show this week. Ah, so there's no perfect. new additions to the family. But I did pick up a nice sharpening stone. And I was the first customer this guy's ever had who actually knew ahead of time how to sharpen a knife with a stone because. I learned down at LFTN a couple weeks ago how to properly sharpen a knife with a stone. So nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Nice. All right. So to kind of put it in context, oh well, I guess I'm supposed to tell my high and my low. I almost forgot. Um, my high uh, was figuring out how to stream to Telegram. Like I battled that all weekend, off and on, uh, intermittent with my low. So they kind of intertwine. Um, I was on call last week and I just got smoked with calls this weekend. So it was a disaster. I got a ton of stuff I need to get done. Um, unlike everybody else in the spring, why would everybody else have anything? But I don't have the normal spring things. I'm like trying to get my camper ready to go to self-reliance. So we had a bunch of stuff we had to fix. Well, we had to wait for the weather to break. And then the weather broke and everything else broke loose. So... I have all this stuff to do, which isn't a big deal, but when I have to not have any weekend time to work on it, it gets kind of uh, 
stressful, let's put it. But amidst all the stress, I was able to figure out some bugs and some stuff on Telegram. And now we're streaming uh, my show to my Telegram chat. And I got some, uh, I got a lightning uh, wallet thing hooked up in there and that's working. So uh, yeah, all successful. So that was a high and a low all in that weekend. So that was, that was me. but anyway, to kind of set the table for this discussion and uh, where everybody's coming from, kind of, I guess, we're going to self-identify, um, you know, because you can you can be whoever you want in this world today. Um, so I am going to identify as a homesteader, as an anarchist, um, a voluntarist, I guess, is is the, the politically correct term that actually uh, confuses people so they don't get all panties in a knot when you say it but uh so that's me and then now i'm going to turn into this full-time rv guy so that's a another one out there so i have all these things that people kind of look at you cockeyed and go what or kind of challenge you on it or um are interested in want to talk about it and maybe want to want to kind of dive into any of those so how about we go around and and just let everybody know kind of what you're coming from who you are and um you know yeah so Buddy, what about you down there? Uh, what do you What do you got going on? And you're in Oklahoma, correct? I am. I am. Yeah. So for me, uh, I really tailor what I tell people I am based on my audience. Um, most of the time, it's just a homesteader, but uh, some audiences, I uh, I am an organic farmer, <laughs> and so I, I try to try to try to tailor it so it's not as little little it's, it's not as much of a shock and i normally get oh that's really cool you know or you know i just don't want to get back to the you know back to the earth you know or uh but when they dig a little deeper you know they find out i'm a no government voluntarist and agorist and you know i don't like all you know i'm i like to be prepared for certain potential things that could happen in the future that no one knows might happen or not <laughs> so, but most people don't dig that far so Right, right. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on the kind of exposing yourself and it's it's feeling out game. And I think that's I think that's one of key strategy for dealing with people that don't understand is just kind of how you approach it. But how about you down there, Letty? Um, well, like the first way that I am out of the norm is I'm a stay at home mother who left a nice big corporate gig in downtown Chicago to stay at home and move to the country. <laughs> um starting homeschooling now that little man just turned four not quite a homesteader yet but i have that homesteader mentality so starting we got we got our little garden patch growing and everything there um anarchist voluntarist (laughs) agorist somewhere in the middle of all three of those uh let's see yeah totally like not a big fan of vaccines not a big fan of the uh, modern medical institutions. There now, don't get me wrong. I'm not like completely against it all. There are certain times where we need it. Like bugs come in, bugs will be a C-section. So yeah, I'm definitely dealing with the OB and all that stuff. But um, apart from that, I mean, we don't see the doctor unless we're on death's door or something like that. So um, yeah, I cut myself yeah. off. And didn't go to the doctor. Like, yeah, so we 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 had some chats in the past week in <laughs> one of the Telegram groups on all the injuries that people have had. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so just I, I mean, I mean, like freedom is in my blood. 
I've had family members fighting for Irish freedom over the centuries, you know, so for me, I'm always like, yeah, I, that, that's me. That's what I want to do. I don't want somebody telling me what I can and can't do. So. Yep. All right. Yeah. How about you, Nate? Oh, I'm a homesteader on a half acre of land. Um, at least I want to be a homesteader. <laughs> uh, we, you know, I used to be the guy that would tell everybody, you know, go vote, go vote, go vote. Make sure you vote for the right candidate. Now I'm the guy who says fuck both sides. So it's, it is what it is. So that's the uh, different, different wing on the same bird, man. Exactly. Two cheeks from the same ass. (laughs) I guess guess that's a more accurate description for sure. For sure. I'll have to start using that one now. (laughs) Oh man, that's a t-shirt. Yep, yep. yep, that's a t-shirt for sure. So you're not a wannabe homesteader, man. You're you're providing food for your family. You're, oh, you're yeah. growing stuff in your garden. You are definitely a homesteader. Yep. So I've I've followed your uh, and you have two chicks homestead. I yep. mean, yep. that made that makes it like internet official, doesn't it? Yes, there is a 36 inch sign that weighs about 150 pounds hanging out the front of our house that says that. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, oh. nice. So cool, cool, Amy. So first of all, because Ashley asked in the chat, I'm drinking a raspberry sour beer, Ashley. So there you go. Uh, how are we outside of the system? You know, it's weird because when you're outside of the system for so long, you forget you're outside of the system sometimes. Like you don't realize some of the things you do aren't what everybody else does. So, I mean, it, we homeschooled our kids all the way through. We homestead. We have the farm. We're really into alternative health. I was just at a Reiki healer today. So, you know, that's kind of my thing. Um I would say just the way we kind of conduct our family, you know, the four of us that live here, it's it's very different than what it is in other houses or so I hear. You never know what, what color my hair is going to be, you know, that I guess that's kind of outside of the norm. <laughs> and, and another thing that I didn't even realize, but we had our kids pretty early, apparently. I'm 43 and I have an 18 and 19 year old. And most people my age, see Brian, you're probably like, eh, it's not, you know, whatever. But um, we we have met a lot of people who, that is apparently young to have your children now. So I don't know. So that's just one thing know, I've noticed. I'm 44 and have a 20 year old. So yeah. yeah. So see it all day. It all day. And, and maybe that brings into, you know, normal is different for everybody. You know, it depends where you grow up, oh, where you sure. live, like all of that. So for sure. It for all sure. depends. Yeah. Well, I'm on the other side. I'm 37 and have uh, one three and five year old. Good luck. <laughs> I'm going to be 38 and be having a baby a month later. So yeah, I mean, we, I, I got started late. Have, yeah, have fun guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm 37. Got to be a nine year old in a couple of days and a five year old too. So. So Nate's the normal one. Yeah. <laughs> Nate's, Nate's in the middle. He's the normal one. <laughs> Oh, oh God. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, all right. So are we all, we all have a significant other here, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Around. Yep. I'm looking. Yeah. Okay. So are you on your significant other on the same page? Currently, did you start on the same page? Did one kind of pull one, one direction or other? Was it an easy transition or you guys just, you do your own thing and and the other one does and i kind of know the answers to these kind of but uh amy go for it uh i would say now my husband and i are very much 
on the same page for most things. The things that we aren't, we very much have a you do you kind of relationship. You do you, boo, whatever. As long as you're not shacking up with someone else and I don't have to haul you out of jail, we're good. Perfect. That, that's kind of how it works at our house, I guess. With homeschooling, I would say it it took a little bit of discussing because that was something I didn't want to do unless we were on the same page. So we had to get on the same page. So there was a, a lot of discussions that happened there, but eventually we were on the same page and we were good to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of Corey and I, uh, you kind of nailed it is we're on the same page. And if we're not, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of the anarchist way, like you do you. And as long as you're not hurting me and, and the, the boundaries are there, they're set. What, what hurts me? She knows what hurts me and she just respects that. And I do the same for her. So yeah, it just kind of works. So we, uh, yeah, we we've been kind of on the same page since day one. That's why I didn't say anything at the beginning. But how about you, Nate? Did you uh, did you drag Aaron kicking and screaming into this, or did she uh, she knock you over the head and drag you to the farm? So I I dragged her kicking and screaming into homeschooling. Homeschooling. Um, yes, I was the one that brought that up. Um, when it came to the rabbits, she was about two or three weeks behind me. Uh, when it came to the chickens, I was probably about a month behind her. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're back and forth. It's usually if I get into, if I get into something, it's usually a month or so, you know, maybe six months down the road that, you know, I'll mention it and then she'll go, okay, let's do that. Yeah. You have a little strategy where you just start talking about it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. No, I usually say it and then I shut up and walk away and then she'll come back and go, Hey, what about this thing? Uh, yeah, see, you're lucky. Corey just, uh, she just ignores me. Like, <laughs> I talk, I talk so much that she just tunes out what she, she doesn't want to. And then she's like, you never said that. So yeah, you're lucky yeah. that she remembers it and you can just let her uh, kind of feed on it. So. Yeah. Usually about a year down the road, I'll mention, Hey, I mentioned that to you about a year ago and, uh, you didn't <laughs> like that idea and now we're doing it. <laughs> I mean, I guess I do the same thing with her with projects. Like she'll, she'll ask me to do something like, yeah, I'll get to it sometime yep Yep. how about you letty we're mostly on the same page i've been more the one kind of dragging him down this road uh he he gets where i'm coming from but growing up we had very different financial backgrounds so he's a bit more cautious about things than i am um hey little man get away from the fan thank you sorry um but we're finger. well he stopped it from turning too so i'm like oh don't break my brand new fan um but yeah so it's especially especially since i came back from lft and i've just been like oh my god like my brain's going crazy i want to do all the things let's do all the things let's get this done and that done and it's actually been really inspiring for him to see me so excited so he's starting to get more and more into i mean we've gotten so much done in the past two and a half weeks um much more than we've done in the nine months or so since we've been in this house so he's getting there buddy buddy you want to help uh britney out here with an ope or sorry please <laughs> i think you're still muted oh Maybe. sorry britney is that better <laughs> uh, uh, i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just kind of lined up. I had to do it. I mean, 
you know, there's only four, four out of five chance that we would have got it right. But uh, anyway, buddy, you, uh, you were kind of in line in the home there and everything kind of kosher. You just got to do your own things or how's that go with you? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I'm fortunate that my wife never wanted to live in a suburb or a city. Like she grew up in the country, you know, help raising cows. And she's like, I don't actually want to do that. She's like, I don't want to have animals again, but she's not necessarily like opposed to it, but she just doesn't want them. Uh, and so, <clears throat> and then she was also a high school math teacher. Um, and so the homeschooling was a bit tough. Uh, it literally took me years of to convince her and I had to like shift the Overton window on her. And uh, what, I basically, I would send her articles of the most terrible things that would happen in schools after she left, after she retired to be a stay-at-home mom, uh, retired. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, after doing that for a few years, she was a little more on board with the idea of homeschooling. And she knew I really wanted to do it. So it was that buddy really wants to do it and it's important to him. So I'm going to take it a little more serious. And then, and you know, I mean, it's, it's it's been a struggle because she's very used to the rigidity of school and uh, in a very specific set way. And and uh, anyway, she's had to break that um, process and it's still really hard for her. Uh, but I think we're getting there. We just have to keep reminding her that our daughter is five. She can already, oh, yeah. you know, she can already do some basic math. She can already do all of her ABCs. She can count to nearly a hundred. Um, like she's doing good for five, <laughs> you know, and she's, she can, she can write the alphabet, you know, like let's, let's, let's take some wins here, you know? And so uh, I think she's, she gets frustrated because my daughter gets frustrated that she's not doing stuff faster. And so uh, anyway, so I had to like drag her along on that on the rest of the stuff. It's like, if you want to do that, you can do that. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be there, <laughs> you know? Uh, but like, she's, she's done more of the gardening stuff. Um, I hate gardening. So I, I, when she says she wants to do a garden, I'm like, what do you need? And I'll build it. Uh, after that it's yours. And so, uh, <clears throat> she she's done that a little more um usually about the middle of july when it's stupid hot um the garden doesn't exist anymore uh and so she in her brain it doesn't exist and so but you know it's it's fun for the kids too and, <clears throat> but, and even if it comes to animals for the most part it's just me um i will say surprisingly i did an episode on my podcast on this um she actually did a little bit of canning recently. And that was a conversation I had with her a long time ago. And I distinctly got the impression she may not have ever said it, but the impression that I got from her reaction was we will never do canning. And then when my daughter said to my grandma, like, Hey, how do we make jelly? My grandma or her, or my wife's mom got it out and made some jelly. And my wife went over and helped and was like, let's plan to do this next year and started buying a bunch of canning stuff. So I'm like, I'm not going to look this gift horse in the mouth and I am not going to say a thing. I'm just going <laughs> to let her do it. <laughs> Leave it alone. Let them, let them figure it out. Let them go for it. And then they'll, then they'll be feel accomplished. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so. All right. So, so we're all nuts. We all know it. We're all weirdos. 
Um, so what's your family think? Uh, do they, do they, uh, do they think you're a weirdo or the, are they all in? Are they, are they also, uh, kind of, did you, are, did you fall close to the tree or are you totally different than, than your family? And, uh, how's that go for you? Uh, Amy? Uh, I think my family probably expects me to do weird things. You know, they're just <laughs> used to it by now. They're like, Oh, what's Amy doing now? Um, Having said that, I was kind of raised in a family where, you know, it was kind of everybody kind of did their own thing and we just lived with it, you know, like, oh, they're they're doing that. And so I'm I'm used to that. That's kind of, you know, kind of the way I was raised. And I think it gets easier the longer you do it. Like if that's your normal and you're used to being the weird one in the family or that's the weird things you do, people get used to it and it gets easier for you to do it. And I don't think there's really any way to speed that along. You just have to make a decision and commit to it and do it again and do it again. And then people are like, oh, that that's just the weirdness that she or he is. Yeah. That's there, been there my experience. Day, yeah. There was a day that I just once I realized that I don't care anymore. Like I am who I am and it doesn't matter. And I need to be happy. So it doesn't matter who it is. If they don't, if they don't respect the fact that I'm going to be happy doing what I'm doing or believing what I'm believing, then I, I mean, family or not, or whatever, does it really matter? So yeah, I get, I get you just do your thing and, and kind of be that person. Do you have a big, do you have a big family that you just kind of stick out like a sore thumb or you just kind of like small and tight knit? They're pretty small. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Nate, how about you? Well, uh, we got a pretty small family. Um, Aaron's parents are really supportive of us, um, kind of doing all the things out here. Took them a little while to kind of notice that we're doing what we're doing out here, but I mean they've they, they've really stepped up and helped and supported us. And my side of the family, I think all I have to say is I am a high school dropout, and both of my parents are teachers. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. I, I got you. I got you. And I'm still waiting for that goth picture because. Yeah, you're not going to probably get That's it. like burned into my brain at the moment. Like every no. time I see, every time I see a picture of you, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no, you're not going to get it. <laughs> Letty, I think we've heard some of your family strife. They don't, uh, they don't they're not really on your side, are they? No, neither side really is. <laughs> That's, that's um, hard. That's hard when both sides, both sides don't it, kind of get it. It's really tough. So my parents, my parents think that we're fools because I left a very well-paying job in the city to stay home with my son and raise him. Uh, my mother's lifelong educator got that doctorate. She, uh, she says that I am not qualified to homeschool because I don't have a college degree. Um, I have an associate's degree and I pretty much rewrote her entire doctoral thesis my senior year of high school while taking AP classes. So I pretty much got her educational doctorate, not her. <laughs> um, they, they think it's crazy that we want to own guns and knives and all that stuff. Um, my in-laws, <laughs> I made the mistake a couple months ago, they had stopped by and they were complaining, oh man, you know, we couldn't find, we couldn't find lasagna noodles at the store and we couldn't find saltines or this, this, or this. And I'm sitting there. I was like, well, I got like six boxes of that in the basement, five boxes of that. And, and I made the mistake of saying, oh, well, I've noticed that the pasta and crackers have been very light. So when I do see them, I pick up two. So I have them for little man. 
And my father-in-law goes, oh, so you're the reason that people, that we can't buy the stuff that we need because you're hoarding everything. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not taking everything off the shelf. Like, I'll pick up two because I know I'm going to need them. I really don't, but I'd rather have them than not, you know? Um, so a couple of weeks later, we went to their house and I brought a box of lasagna and a thing of saltines. I said, oh, hey, you know, I was at the store this week and saw these, the store being my basement pantry. <laughs> um, but they... We actually had a conversation after those storms last week when we were over there on Sunday. And I said, yeah, uh, Wednesday night, because of the crazy storms, I made a backpack for myself and little man, a couple of days worth of clothes and some things for him, you know, just enough in case there is an issue. And God forbid a tornado came through town and we lost our house, you know, I'd at least have a couple of things. And they're like, oh, well, looks like your husband's going to be SOL because you didn't get anything ready for him. And then it was, but why, why wouldn't you just wait for the insurance to come back and take care of it all? Like, that makes no sense. And I why, said, well. Why'd you have to pack it up, man? You should have that ready all the time because you never know when you're going to have to leave. Because I, I didn't repack the bags when I came back from LFTN, okay? But, our, but we actually we, we readjusted our plan and we're going to get a bigger duffel bag so we can have stuff for all three of us in the bag and stuff for baby bug too once bug gets here. So instead of having to grab three or four backpacks we just have the one bag and we're golden but yeah it was uh they Perfect. nobody gets it they think we're nuts they think we're hoarders which we don't let we don't even let down the basement and we don't have that much down there we, i mean <laughs> it, it, it is about six months worth of food that we have in the basement and the funny thing is my man and i don't eat any of that anymore because we've gone carnivore <laughs> so i look at it as well that's stuff that I can use to barter in the future if I absolutely need it. But yeah, we are, we are definitely the black sheep of the family on both sides. So um, I come from a very large family and it's not unknown for someone just to just be completely excommunicado or just stop talking to whoever. So I'm like, maybe that's, maybe that's for the best the way it sounds. And I, yeah, so I, I told my husband, I said, well, like if worse comes to worse, I have no problem just cutting everybody off and it's just going to be you, me and all of our internet friends. So there we go. Right. Right. How about you, buddy, buddy, your family, uh, family kind of the same as you or, or are you a little black sheep? No, I mean, I fly under the radar because I'm not the strange one. Uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a cousin that was professional ballet in Europe for five years. Another cousin that was professional model and fashion designer and another one that did stuff. And so I'm just like, I'm a software developer and I'm starting a homestead. So <laughs> my exoticness is not there, you know. And you're, you're in Oklahoma. So you're, you're not, you don't draw attention down there doing what you're doing, I guess. Right. And my father-in-law has a, uh, has a land and does cows. My, um, you know, my uh, grandparents on my dad's side, you know, have 300 acres and did cows for a while. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, so it's like, it's not that unusual. I think the only consternation that that exists really. Um, also, I plan a lot and I, and I share my plans and my thinking with family when they ask. And so they know that I think things out, think everything out. And so they don't really like they don't worry about me and they haven't had to, you know, type thing, not like other families. Right. The only nation comes with my mother whenever um, my dad had the same job for 33 years and I changed jobs about every two years. 
And so anytime I'm about to change a job, she's like, <laughs> you know, and, and the, and then, so for them, like retirement and you know, that retirement and all that. And so, but for me, part of my retirement plan is a homestead. And so the idea that I want to go to that, you know, causes my mother to, to be a little concerned, but she's like, you know, you, you have it planned out, you know, and she's like, I know you're going to do what's best, but I wish you wouldn't change jobs so much. <laughs> So that's about it. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm the normal one of the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's the way to go. You uh, you fly under the you, you let the kooks take all the attention, and then you can just be the little less kooky. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, oh, so so as you 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 weren't always this way. I wasn't always the way I am. I, and as far as my family, I mean. Corey's family supports what we do. I don't, I don't know if they necessarily understand what we're doing. Um, but, uh, it is what it is. I mean, they think we're going on vacation, I think in the camper, but, uh, uh, but <laughs> it is what it is. The, the farm was, it was just a place to go. And, uh, and, uh, if, if, if shit hits the fan, that's, that's, Oh, we got a place to go or this kind of stuff. Um, and didn't really understand what we were building here. So it was just, uh, I didn't care to explain it anymore. So it just kind of went with that. My parents, I mean, they're over in New York and, and, uh, they know what we're doing. They're just, it's just indifferent. So I get along with my family and, and whatnot. So yeah, it's cool. We're cool. We're cool. Um, so as you've gone down your road to, uh, getting to where you are, did you ever have an evangelical phase where you were like new to this and new and it's all exciting and shiny and you want to share it with everybody and everybody needs to know about it. And, um, that usually doesn't go well. Uh, but did I went through it? I know I went through it and now I'm, I've really changed that strategy and I kind of want to save that for a little later when we're talking people that are kind of waking up in this weird society we have now, maybe talk about how to coddle them into a different way of being if they've decided to check out. But did you go through that evangelical phase where you were like, go for it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Come, come play with me on my playground. Uh, Amy. I was trying to think if I ever went through that and I, I don't know that I did because I, so much of my family, they were farmers, you know? And so, so much of what we were doing, it was kind of almost like we were late to the game a little bit. It's like, <laughs> Oh, Hey, we're going to buy a farm. And they're like, cool. All right. That's awesome. Um, Are they old school farmers though? Old school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so do but they it was, get, it was, do they get what you're doing? Yeah, it was interesting because as I was just starting to get into homesteading, um, some of my family that was more into conventional farming were actually starting to look into different ways of doing things. So I thought that was, I, I don't think that I had anything to do with it. It was just interesting how the information was coming out. And so they were starting to look at that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I've always, in this area, so we have a lot of farmers around here. So you run into them, like you work with them cause they can't make a living anymore. Or you work with a farmer's kid or a brother and you talk about, Oh, I have a, I have a homestead. Oh, you got a, you got a farm. Yeah. What do you got? Corn? What are you running cows? No, like, dude, I not even close. And you try to explain it to them and they just, they can't, they can't grasp it. So that's, that's another thing that's kind of odd. Like you're a farmer 
but you're not like a what a farmer calls a farmer. So there's there's that uh, that conflict too that I've run into. That's an interesting dynamic that they just don't get it. And everybody knows a farmer that's raised chickens in a cave in a in a big barn, and they think that's how everybody raises chickens. So yeah, there's that. So how about you, Nate? You uh, you you evangelical on anything? Nope, not really. Uh, a lot of like if you pull up to our house, you wouldn't even realize we have some of the stuff here and we may get a point to post some stuff here and there and wait for people to ask us. And that's kind of always how, how we've been. If you ask me, then I'll bring you over. You can take a look, ask a whole bunch of questions, but I'm not going to get in your face and go, yo, you need to do this. You need to do that. I mean, the biggest thing that got me moving was somebody I, I remember mentioning was John over at SOE said, you know, every prepper's goal is to have a homestead. So, okay, well, let's figure out how to do this. You know, figure out how to grow some meat and figure out how to grow some veggies and go from there. I, f- so, I forget you guys are kind of stealth there where you are. Very stealth. <laughs> I mean, all the stuff you do, you do it very well. You're, you're very covert. It takes a lot of skill to do that. So bravo on that. So Right. Yeah. I mean, our neighbor's 40 feet away from our house. So you got to kind of be quiet about how you do stuff. Yeah, and you have to be very cautious of uh, odor control and all, and noise control right. and all of that. Right. So that's that's a that's a really crazy good skill. So I, uh, yeah, I might have to learn some of that soon. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, the rabbits uh, are handy for that. They're nice and quiet. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> unless you unless you drop one when you're going to call it, and then that is yeah, <laughs> you hear it from six miles away. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> uh, how about you, Letty? You uh, you want out there preaching in the streets about uh, being free and and everything? No, because I was in downtown Chicago for what I. A little man out of here, please. There's plenty when of I... people standing on the corner in downtown Chicago <laughs> saying crazy shit. I know it. Um, I've seen it. No, oh, they are saying crazy shit. Um, I was more. I kept it on the down low. I had a couple. I had I had one friend who like understood why I kind of like switched mindsets and started started going down this path. Um, and I had an attorney at work one day who came in and. He saw me. I was sitting there sharpening a knife because I get I would get into work really early. So I was sitting at my desk sharpening a knife. There's nobody else back there. He's like, oh, that's a nice knife. What is it? And I'm like, oh, it's a buck knife. I just wanted to shoot, blah, blah, blah. And so then we kind of started talking guns and stuff. So he he and I, we would chit chat and he would ask me for firearms questions for his wife and that type of thing. Um, I did. <laughs> I did sort of go more down like the first aid and office safety preparation route with my general counsel and CEO for a bit there because I was project manager when we switched to an open office floor plan and we had had several office shootings in the buildings around us. So I said, "Um, do we have a plan in case there's a shooting? Because all of these offices are glass. There's nowhere to hide for anybody. Like I said, you, you can't even like hide under your desk anymore because there's no, and they just looked at me and they said, no, how can we do that? <laughs> um, so I got with them, you and were like, you were you were the Dwight, the Dwight Shroop, of, uh, <laughs> the pretty much. Manager. Yeah, did you, have, I mean... did you have fire drills where you actually pulled out your knife and walked around, around saying, "There's somebody with a knife in the building." No, no. <laughs> no um, <okay. laughs> but like, I, I got them on that run. I got them. They actually got 
10 of us, um, first aid, CPR, stop the bleed trained in the office to make sure that we had everything taken care of just because they're like, oh, you know, that's probably not a bad idea because downtown traffic, it can take a while for the CPD and CFD to get to us. So I, I was very... I was very political in my approach to how I did it. I wasn't like the crazy, like prepper chick, like, Oh my God, you guys, like you got to do all this and have a go bag and blah, 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 blah. But even though my, my work bag was my get home bag <laughs> with the map with like five different exits out of Chicago for me to hike out to meet my husband, if I absolutely needed it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I would, I would have just left, <laughs> left the job before I went through all that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, um, I really didn't get super preachy really until I started doing my blog almost three years ago now. And even then I was still cautious to kind of keep it a bit more on the down low, like not get into super specifics and whatnot. So, but now I'm like, I mean, today we were at the park and I ran into two moms and I overheard them talking homeschool. So we start chit chatting and I told them about fireside freedom. So maybe they're listening right now. I don't know, but they were kind of excited to be like, Oh wait, there's people that talk about this stuff. Like, there's other ways to homeschool besides going to like a two thousand dollar a year co-op. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> you know, kind of opening their minds and blowing their minds, and we'll there see you how. Goes. You were preaching. You were preaching in the park today. So I, I was yeah. preaching in the park today. You're just, you're just coming into that evangelical role, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. So well, I finally found my voice, and if you listen to my podcast from today, like it's how I learned how to be a public speaker as an introvert. So. Yeah, like I'm finally getting in the groove where I'm comfortable enough to really, like, this is me, this is who I am, take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. How about you, buddy? Yeah, so <clears throat> I would say I stealth evangelized. <laughs> That's about the best way I can put it. I, uh, I mean, most of you know when I talk about it is on my podcast and I'm doing the content creation stuff, but I don't hide what I do at all. I mean. Everything at work has my hat on it and my beard and my, you know, uh, my work apron on, you know, I, you know, and, I, and I'll post a picture every now and then of stuff that I do. So people, if they're interested, can ask me questions and then I can go in a little bit more. So someone, you know, was like today, uh, not today, yesterday, in a meeting recently, we'll go with that. I've had so many lately. Uh that you know they're like you have any animals and you know it's like yeah we're getting chickens and or we have chickens and you know we're thinking about getting some pigs next year and they're like oh that's cool and someone asked about rabbits and i was like oh yeah we're wanting to get rabbits and and then i was like you know i just planted 30 trees that could be used to uh, grow food for them so that we have uh nice quality food for them uh right when we get them right off the bat and I'm like, oh, that's so cool, you know, and then like then kind of the conversation ended and later I had somebody reach out and ask a couple questions. And so I was able to go into a little more detail and, uh, you know, so that's kind of how I do it. I'll drop little bits here and there. And if you're interested, you know, come to me and, and I'll uh, I will give you more information than you want to know. At another company, we were, had, we were at a business trip and a guy made the mistake of asking me about uh, chickens. And so we were, we were walking through a museum and I was, I probably spent 30 minutes talking his ear off about all the benefits of chickens and rotational grazing and everything. And, <laughs> and so later he's like, 
I shouldn't have asked that question. I learned a lot, but I shouldn't have asked that question. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Oh, oh, all right. So the the question I get or the thing I get from a lot of people that kind of find out that I was a homesteader or I am, I guess, or I guess I'm moving now. But uh, when I was perfectly prepared and I didn't go to the grocery store for all of the whole lockdowns, uh, I got a lot of, oh, man, when it really when the grocery stores are empty, I know where I'm coming. Um, and and that that whole when the shit hits the fan, I know where I'm going. And, um, you know, there's there's kind of different ways I have to uh, to approach that with different people. Uh, family, obviously, I have to let them down a little easier than strangers, not strangers. But, uh, you know, it's it's how do you how do you deal with those interactions? And and I can start like, uh, you know, with family, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if we got room or. Uh, you know, I've really only been filling the freezer for Corey and I and the dogs in a situation like that, or you're welcome to come if you can bring this or that or the other thing. So that's kind of the family and, uh, anybody else, I'd pretty much say, if you think you can get down the road, go ahead and try. Um, so there is that. Cause you know, when you're on the end of a dirt road and there's nothing but swamp behind you, there's only one way in and it's easy to watch. So it was kind of a strategic buy at the time, but, uh, yeah. Somebody will, somebody will make good on it. But uh, how about you, uh, Miss Dingman? Is it, uh, is it, um, hey, we're coming to uh, Clucky Ducky oh, yeah. Farms. When, yeah. uh, Clucky it, Dickens it, Farm, get it oh, right. Yes. Excuse me. Excuse yes, me. Clucky Dickens Farm. Uh, yeah, we hear that a lot, sometimes from family, sometimes from friends, sometimes from people that we don't really know. They just know that we have a farm. We have a homestead. <laughs> and you, you do all this stuff, so we're going to come with you. Um, sometimes I laugh and do that like uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, and then they're like, oh, uh, but uh, sometimes I think it's a, it's kind of an opportunity to ask people, well, what would you bring to the table? You know, like, what are you bringing? Do you have skills? Do you have, you know, we always joke that we have kind of our inner circle and we have our people that would get together if the shit did hit the fan. Um, and if you're not in that circle, then build your own circle. There you go. Know. Perfect. Yeah. That's uh, it's like here's the circle and you're not in it. <laughs> was was that uh, Meet the Fockers or something about the circle of trust? Are you are you in the circle of trust? <laughs> so you got that autofocus camera too, isn't it great? <laughs> yep, yep. Anyway, we'll move on to Nate while she plays with her focus on her camera. <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, Nate, uh, you got anybody coming to shack up with you when it all falls apart? So uh, th there are, you know, we definitely have the circle of people that are more than welcome. Um, that door is always open for the amount of stuff they've always done for us. And beyond that, it really depends on what they bring to the table. You know, I, I have a bunch of friends who are medics. So those guys are always welcome. And I have a bunch of guys who like to stack up thousands and thousands of rounds. And those guys are always welcome. <laughs> but, they are they are if you're welcoming them or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, Joe Schmo off the street, no. Go, you know, I'll I'll teach you how to do this stuff so you can do it on your own. But I, you're not coming over here. But you That's, better learn now. You better yeah, learn now. now, not later. So, 
it just doesn't yeah it doesn't happen overnight so and i think that's what a lot of people don't understand is like i can't just change production tomorrow because i have right. five more people that showed up that's, oh i know and it's it's I'm, I'm looking at around christmas to bring up all the, all the rabbits we're going to double the rabbit tree so i'm looking at roughly around christmas to start breeding animals so it is what it, it is all year round man no i guess we gave the winner off we were we were we were bad pimps we uh we gave those we gave those girls the winner off so yeah <laughs> but, uh, oh letty letty you got people coming to uh come and hang out with you none of your uh, family none of your family understands or agrees with it but are they going to come and uh and raid your <laughs> grocery store in the basement so funny story when my parents bought their lake house in northwest illinois the joke was always when the zombie apocalypse occurs, we're going out there because my aunt, well, now cousin, has a cattle farm. So they need help protecting the cattle. And then we have the lake house. So my brothers and I, when we first went out there, we were like, these are our zombie plans. And this is how we'll like, check every single house and get what stores that they have and bring them home. And when COVID hit, we all actually ended up at the lake house. <laughs> um, were you protecting it? Yes, I was protecting it. <laughs> Um, but it was funny because everybody just showed up and I was the only one who like, I went out there and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make sure that I have food for myself and little man. And like, I can take care of us there. Cause I don't know what the rest of them are going to do. But, um, <laughs> now that we've gone out on our own and we have our house, the in-laws did say, oh, well, if something ever happens, we're going to come to you guys because you have guns and you know how to use them. And you're just like, no, you're not. <laughs> No, because what we have here is specifically for us. We have, like, I have I have a set of diapers coming in. I'm getting cloth diapers for Bug, so I'll be golden for diapers. I won't even need anything like that. I've got two years right now worth of baby wipes in the basement that I started stocking up on once I found out I was pregnant. I mean, like, I've got six, up to, like, size six in clothes for a baby. So I'm just like, yeah, no, we're, we're golden. We can take care of ourselves. Um good luck you guys you guys are the ones like you would think we would go to the in-laws because they live towards the end of a dirt road by a river like in the middle of nowhere but no they want to come to us who are in town right across from the grocery store like come on guys um actually if shit hits a fan we have a plan and like we figured out like if we have five minutes to get out of the house what are we grabbing if we have 15 minutes half an hour an hour a day um what we're going to take and how we're going to actually like pack the vehicles and we're going to Iowa because I have a friend out there who I finally met in person a couple of weeks ago. Who's like, Hey, if shit goes crazy, you guys are like, you guys are more than welcome to come to our farm and help us out. And I'm like, we don't have all the skills that we need, but we are more than willing to learn. And like, absolutely. Like, but let's do this sister. Well, wife. Then you can give, happen. then you can give all your food to your in-laws and everybody will be happy. Hey, they're diabetic. I mean, they love all their carbs, so why not? I may as well give them the carbs and let them Perfect. live shittily on them. So, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Buddy, you got uh, you got uh, fashion designers and uh, and stuff coming to stay with you, or are they uh, they're going to hang out in the city? <laughs> Ironically, the fashion designer lives on a uh, commune in Texas. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. And she she does all the farming stuff there, you know, along with she's actually general manager of 
of their production facility there and part of that's it. fantastic yeah <laughs> i was trying to be a smart ass and you just like flipped it on me that's great <laughs> yeah I, I mean it was i mean yeah if you knew her you like it makes sense like it, it, it's, it's just it's funny because you don't see those two things fitting together and they kind of do <laughs> i guess but, the skin and the animals you can make a lot of leather goods yeah yes uh, <laughs> uh but uh actually it's funny because depending so depending on the person i'm like yeah come on i don't because this is not where i'm gonna be <laughs> there is I, I have a few friends and i'm like you know if if something happens go go to this location and and it'll everything will be fine as long as you're willing to work i mean you're, you're looking at eight to twelve hour days six seven days a week you know if, if things get bad uh, but <clears throat> there will be protection and there will be food and there will be, you know, a quality of life available. Uh, but everyone else, it's like, I'm not going to be here. So if you come into my house, I don't give a crap. I mean, so, uh, my lawn, it takes four hours. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other, my lawn, I'll be right back with the chicken. Exactly. Uh, otherwise, it's just like, you know, when somebody makes a joke, I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you're willing to work, I mean, uh, you know, we might be able to work something out and, and they kind of think about it and they're like, mm, yeah, like, because they don't, it's one of those things I found that like penetrates the joke of like, if something really does happen, it's going to be hard and you're going to have to work. And uh, anyway, I just, and so then it kind of like, it drops the conversation. Uh, and so it's, it's about it. I mean, other than that, it's like, yeah. And, and like Letty, I have different plans for different time links that we have to leave. Uh, one of our goals is to get a, uh, a shipping container this year, even though they're double the price that they were a few years ago, um, partly so that I can organize it in such a way that I can load up some of the key things in there and then pull it on the back of a trailer and take off in, in a matter of a few hours. Uh, and so, uh, and that way everything's just ready to go. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. So, uh, so I kind of touched on it earlier, but, uh, there's a lot of people kind of waking up now, uh, after the whole COVID thing and the masking thing and the jab thing and all of that. And there's, uh, uh, there's people, people figuring out that there's different ways to do things that there's, there's, there's kind of maybe some hard times coming. Like I'm not a fear monger and I don't try to go down that road, but like, shit's fucked up and shit man. <laughs> like it just is just playing out um so if you have somebody that's kind of uh you see their eyes just kind of opening they're like that little newborn and and their eyes a uh, newborn kit nate you got coming up here pretty quick they kind of just sit there for a while and then their eyes start to open up and you know you know they're gonna make it you know it but you just don't want to smush their head so how do you approach talking to these people and interacting with them so you don't scare the shit out of them and they don't think they're going to become this weird end product that we all are i guess but uh how about you amy if you if you got somebody that you see potential in that uh you think is kind of on that path how do you how do you handle that with kid gloves to make sure that uh, it's a nurturing thing i think just being available to answer questions and going slow and Whatever it is that they want to know about. And it's always amazing to me the questions that people will ask that I 
don't even think of as being questions. We had some visitors at the farm this weekend and the things they asked, I was like, I wouldn't like, it's so normal to me. I never would have thought to even ask that or teach that, you know, but they asked these questions. And so that's awesome. And then you get to answer them and you realize how much stuff you do know and how much stuff you have been doing. And so um, I guess for me, it's always been like, nobody likes being preached to. That's, that's never the way to get to people. And so just putting the information out there, people know what I do. They know I have a farm. If, if they want to watch what I'm doing and they want to live that life, then I'm here to explain it. If they don't want to watch me live that life, don't watch, you know, it's, <laughs> it's up to you. I'm here if you want information. If not, that's cool too. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's one of the reasons I ask for listener questions. It's not, it's not that I don't know what I want to talk about. It's, I want to know what you want to hear because maybe I don't know that you want to hear that. And maybe it's something that just made sense to me. Or like you said, you've done it for so long. You don't even think, you don't even think about it. It's just automatic anymore. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Being there, being there and being available for, for information is great. And, and you do a great job of it on your YouTube channel and all that stuff. So you're just, you're just kind of, it's all built into your life. You don't, you don't have to really work at it much. So uh, how about you, Nate? Nate, if you, uh, if you see a, a coworker or uh, somebody at a church or whatever, kind of, waking up what, what 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 kind of steps do you take so usually if somebody has come to, comes and asks me a question i'll help them out as much as we can so two quick little stories well three quick quick little ones um we first got the rabbits we had a co-worker at work who had a holland lop pet rabbit and i brought in sloppy happy one day which is sloppy joe's but rabbit and she's like oh my god this is what so I gave her a little bit of the sloppy hoppy and she actually kind of liked it. So she didn't think I was crazy after that. Uh, another current one. Um, we have some friends who are, we're still not sure where they fit in anymore. Um, would never flat out ask us questions, but we would see them do stuff. And it'd be like six to eight months behind us. And they just all of a sudden stopped talking to us. So we're not sure what's really going on there. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of throwing us for a loop. It's like we know they kind of want to learn how to do this stuff. But, yeah, they've just completely separated. I don't know what it's over. Invite them over for some sloppy hoppy. We've tried that. So yeah. sometimes, um, sometimes it's just better to. Yep. And then the uh, final one is I just actually had a friend a couple days ago post up. Anybody want to go half on, half in a, on a hog? I'm like, well, you know what? I know how to process that hog. So here's how much it costs us. Here's how much it's going to cost you to go process that hog. Here's what you need to buy. Do you want to learn how to process a hog and save like 800 bucks? He's like, sure. Teach me how to do it. Nice. Nice. That's perfect. That is perfect because then that guy's going to teach somebody else or he's going to be mm -hmm. the resource to help you when you're in a pinch and, oh, wait, Nate's got two hogs. I don't really feel like doing two at once. Hey, man, you want to come over and split these up? And and yeah, once you do it and you realize, yeah, it sucks. it's a lot of work. It's, yeah. it's a lot of work, but it's it's not that much work. Yep. First hog took us 12 hours. Recent hog took us four hours. 
There you so, go. Guess what the next one's going to take? Like three and a half. It's not going to cut. Yeah. It's not going to cut that much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but how about you, Letty? Uh, you you hit him with a sledgehammer. You got a little tack hammer that you uh, hit him on the thumbnail with. Well, I guess today was like the perfect example. Like I wasn't expecting it to happen, but I'm sitting here and these I heard these women complaining about this co-op that they had been a part of, and they mentioned they were trying to figure out what curriculum they're going to use for next year and. They found a new group and it's only like $25 or whatever. And they get to pick the curriculum. And I said, so you're homeschooling? <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, do you homeschool? Well, he just turned four today. So we haven't really started, but I said, we're just kind of going along. If he's, he loves dinosaurs. So now we're just teaching about dinosaurs. And they looked at him. They looked at me like, wait, that that's homeschooling. And I said, yeah, I said, yeah, it's more of like, some people call unschooling and they just said, they were like, tell me more about this. Cause the one had a four-year-old daughter who was running around with little man at the park. So I then started explaining more of what unschooling is. I said, now they're radical unschoolers who their kids just kind of do whatever. And they don't have like any rules or regulations, but then you can kind of reel it in. I said, so for us, we're going to be a bit more structured, but I said, I'm not going to sit there and be like, here's our lesson plan from eight to nine. We're going to do English from nine to 10. We're going to do math we're gonna have a quick little break and then we're gonna i said no that's that's crazy like that if i wanted that i'd send my kid to the public school or a private school you know but it was interesting because as i'm telling them like they're they start talking like oh well i just moved up here from eau claire last year because i didn't like how things were going and so then we started kind of going into that route and again i i said i said yeah like they're like well how did you learn all of this <laughs> said, well, the, the group that I run with, like we're very much freedom and liberty oriented. I said, have you ever heard of any of these podcasts? And I listed off Farm's Kind of Life, LFTN, TSP. And they were just like, no. And the one woman like grabs her daughter's notebook and just starts writing all of this stuff down. You know, just putting those little nuggets out there. And when the police I'm roll by later, she was just writing down all your information. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> how, about, how about you, buddy? How do you how do you deal with somebody that's that's kind of teetering on the edge, and they're gonna they're 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 gonna come over, but uh, they just need a little bit of help. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I, I kind of run into that too often, just because of the area I'm in. Um, that's true. It, you know, the the two groups of people I hang out with are TS peers, and the companies I work for are hardcore West and East Coast company. I mean, San Francisco <laughs> So like. You know, I, I had one guy message me on our private chat channel. He's like, hey, do you do X, Y, and Z? I'm like, yeah. He's like, cool, me too. I'm from Nashville. <laughs> and so, like, he's on 20 acres, and we're, so we're swapping stories. And, you know, and so, but I think it was just one of those, like, are you a behind-the-line behind allies? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And so, uh, so most of the time, I either am with people, you know, talking to people that are into it or people that have, absolutely no interest and in, and in kind of find it weird and so um the couple of people that i have run across over the years i i'm just like i'll say a couple of things and see how they react and you know if they react favorably i'll be like hey you should check out you know this podcast you know and if they you know and then like if they do that then i'm like you know i'll just kind of lead them along a little bit but i won't you know no, the, the couple of people that I've done that, like, it doesn't really ever get that far because they're not that interested. Um, you know, they yeah. just kind of think they are in a sense. Uh, 
So, yeah. I mean, most of the people I, I don't know, I've, I've always hung around older people. And so I hang around old farmers here and they're like, rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> I mean, they're stuck in their ways and they don't give a good anything about anything other than getting, getting their stuff done. <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys kind of all went homesteading. I, 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 uh, I like playing with the, the political people, um, at work. And so, I don't really hang out with many people outside of work because I'm kind of busy doing stuff and uh, I do have my networks of, of like-minded friends and, and whatnot. But as far as like socializing, I don't go to bars or any of that stuff. So I don't see a lot of people there uh, that I don't know. But at work, you kind of are at the whim of who your coworkers are. And uh, so I play little games. Uh, they hear me talking with the other ones. So I have a bunch of left-leaning coworkers and a bunch of right-leaning coworkers. And they hear me challenging the left-leaning coworkers and the right-leaning coworkers thinks I'm on their side. And then they'll say something to me like, hey, did you hear uh, Trump's coming back or something? And I'm like, what the f are you? Are you high? <laughs> like, and they're like, no, man, no. And like, they go down this road and, and they assume because I'm challenging the guy on the left that I must be on the right. And then I just kind of play that back and forth. But I pay attention enough to the news that I know what's coming out of their mouth. Like I know what channel they watched it on because they're just so wrapped up in it. So I like to challenge their ideas when they when they bring me stories and I ask them, well, why does this matter? And make them explain themselves and actually make them get cerebral in what they're just regurgitating. And some of them it works. I have I have I've I've kind of brought some people away from the the cliff there of uh, of the total all in and political spectrum just by kind of challenging their thoughts and and not arguing arguing with them but making them explain what they're telling me acting dumb playing like a fifth grader explain it to me like I'm dumb would you because I'm not understanding why this is making any sense and stuff like that and there was a lot of it through the whole. Um, scamdemic or whatever where there was a lot of uh div divisiveness and uh, people at each other over the mass or the no mass or the vax or the no vax and i was just kind of like here in the middle going well explain your side man like tell me tell me what your deal is so that's that's kind of the kid gloves there um uh kind of bring them over a little bit just just make them think make them think and be available for answers because usually they're going to ask you a question because they're not going to understand what what you're getting at and so then then that kind of opens that discussion let them ask you questions let them come to you because like amy said nobody wants to be preached to and uh, and bringing information to them kind of pushes them away so yeah be open be open share when asked and uh, other than that head down and and get ready for the the coming rough ride <laughs> so um that's kind of been it on here that's all i had really if uh if anybody does anybody else have anything they would really want to um really want to talk about um tonight about anything else uh, sorry i was reading a comment over there and lost my train of thought but is there anything else anybody uh, wanted to bring up on the subject uh go around real quick uh, if you got any last point you want to make or let me know where uh, where we can find you and what you got going on coming up and uh, we'll go around here and we'll wrap things up for the night hey i i had a quick question i wanted to ask everyone uh sure. but uh, just keep it short like how do uh how do people react whenever you uh talk about cryptocurrency and trying to use that for uh just in general uh so i just <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that, that's my question because it's so subversive to the way everyone does stuff like i you know and so then dealing with and to me it's a really good topic for normies because it's so totally out of the norm it's be getting there but it's still way out there uh they usually they usually say anything about doge and i just turn around and walk away so it's usually usually how I go. Um, I I can kind of feel them out, and uh, and I I only bring it up around people that I think won't look at me like I have foreheads or that I'm dealing drugs. So um, I get that interaction a lot. Or what are you doing that's illegal? Or who takes it? And then I give them about seventeen different vendors that I bought things from with cryptocurrency, and then it just that's usually where it stops. But. I haven't found anybody. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've had a lot of customers when I was running the farm and selling things. I always put in my ads that I took cryptocurrency and the people that that responded. I've, I've kind of made connections with them uh, locally that that use it. So that was kind of my in. Other than that, people, there's some some that think they that pretend to understand it, I think, just to be in the conversation. Um, but you really quickly under you quickly learn that they have no idea what they're talking about. So. That's uh, that's my two cents on talking about it in public. <laughs> so uh, anybody else can jump in there. I actually uh, asked my brother about this. I think it might have been last summer. Um, he's he's my he's the super techie guy, and I was like, so uh, what are your thoughts on Bitcoin? Just because it's like I we've never discussed it. We've discussed it pretty much everything else, but never chatted about it. He said, well, I mean. Like a bit, one Bitcoin is so expensive. The only reason you'd ever actually use Bitcoin would be to do like a big purchase, like a car or a house or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I was just playing super dumb. Like, oh, okay. Like, oh, because I, I don't really understand what it is. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, like, just get one coin. It's going to be whatever it was last summer, you know? So I'm like, okay. So this is where you're coming at from it. In the meantime, I'm sitting here like, doing transactions back and forth with people for R, like, hey, I got some extra kids clothes that I don't need anymore. Anybody interested in them? Yeah, what do you want? Like, just pay the shipping price in R. Okay, here we go, back and forth, you know? So I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I don't really understand the whole, like, Bitcoin side of things, but because I've gone whole hog into learning R, it's not going to be that hard once I start using Bitcoin or Ethereum or Litecoin or whatever else is out there, you know? So we've used crypto here and there, um, just back and forth. I've asked a few people if they'll take it. I haven't really found anyone um, that will take it. Um, yeah, the wife, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's learning, but uh, we're, uh, yeah. I, we don't really use it, but we're looking for people that will. You know, we, we keep our hands on it, and if we find somebody that'll use it, we'll use it. I have zero to add to this conversation because I have no idea. I, I'm going to come over. I'm going to come over. I'm going to bring you some comfrey. We're going to plant comfrey on your property and we're going to teach you how to use cryptocurrency. It sounds like a date, Brian. And then, then your husband can teach me how to use his laser. And Perfect. Corey will shave your head. And as long as nobody shacks up together, it's cool, right? <laughs> Could you guys record it and make it a farmer's life in five? That would be awesome. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so on the crypto. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. We used to buy our pork with crypto. Oh, nice. Like our month, like our uh, we'd buy like large order quarter, not not quite coin. We'd do 
we do custom order from somebody that was a vendor at the farmer's market we did. And she, she took crypto. Uh, I bought my coffee every month in crypto. I mean, yeah, like as much as I can, absolutely as much as I can. Yeah. That was the one person we asked was the person we buy the hog from if they'd take crypto and she didn't know enough and I wasn't going to push the issue. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, interested in crypto just because i work for a cryptocurrency company so weird <laughs> it has a special place in my heart and my paycheck uh but yeah i i actively look for people that uh that will take it or i can buy stuff um you know around again around here not that many people uh but uh, i will say i had one of those like kennedy moments where you know he, the, whole, the whole thing is like Whenever I had a shoe shine boy give me stock advice, I knew it was time to sell. We had a local farmer come around here around October of 2017 and was like, hey, I was thinking about buying some Bitcoin. Can you tell me about that? And I'm like, you ain't, I'm just thinking like, you ain't got no business doing nothing with it. Like, not right, you know, and I'm like, I knew, I knew something was about to happen three months later, it dived. So I was like, I didn't sell, but I was ready to buy more when it went. But I was like, you know, the only reason I started like looking up into it is because when I worked in Chicago, I worked for a clearing company and they were like, okay, Letty and so and so, you guys need to start learning about blockchain and everything because we're going to be clearing these transactions. They're trading Bitcoin. I'm like, the frick is a Bitcoin, you know? (laughs) So then I, I started doing some research and I was like, Hey, there's like a lot of like utility in this just in the legal world when you look at the blockchain. I mean, how when we were at LFTN, I gave somebody 20 bucks and her husband sent me $20 worth of R and the memo on there says for lap dances. So that is forever on the blockchain that he sent me 20 bucks for lap dances. Hooray. How, yeah. how were the lap dances? Was it worth? Because there were there were plenty of times that I played well over $100 for lap dance. I, I did not get any lap dances, nor did I give them, but... The twenty dollars I gave to his wife was for her to be able to use it for lap dances. So if she got one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, we're here at uh, hour and t- thirteen minutes now, uh, just flying by this evening because we're having so much fun. But I think we need to wrap it up here. So let's go around and uh, let everybody know who you are, where they can find you, and uh, what you got going on, exciting here coming up, and. Uh, yeah, I don't even. I didn't even look at the schedule for next week. So if somebody here is hosting next week, would you let me know and what the topic is? Because yeah, I forgot to look. I'm I'm so busy. I have so many things going on. I apologize, guys. But uh, take it away. Let's go right around like we've been doing tonight. Amy, I'm Amy from a farmer's kind of life. You can find me at a farmer's kind of But here's what I'm going to tell y'all: if you are on Facebook, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to this page, Big Duck Engraving. That is my husband's new Facebook page for his laser engraving business. So I want you to go to that and press like and follow what he's got going on. So Big Duck, Big Duck Engraving. There you are. All right, so I'm Nate, uh, half of the Two Chicks Homestead podcast. Uh, my wife and I, Erin, um, we uh, weekly podcast. Uh, you can find us at twochickshomestead.com. And Amy, I do like and follow the Big Duck engraving. So I can't wait to see what Jay does with that. 
I'm sorry, I will not like it because I'm no longer on the book of faces. So SOL, you're gonna have to like make him a page or something on MeWe and share it over there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I'm Letty from Liberty All Day. Uh, the website is libertyallday.home.blog. It's a weekly blog. I just came out with this month's podcast today and I've got a song in the works that I think is gonna come out next week. Haven't decided which Irish ballad is coming up, but uh, if you are interested in hearing Irish folk and rebel songs, follow me on MeWe on my page there and let me know what songs you want to hear because I will record them for you. And I'm Buddy at Buddy.net, B-U-D-D-I-Y.net. I have a weekly podcast over DIY and I will be hosting next week. It'll be on what skills do you need and what skills don't you need in doing homesteading because... Fortunately, I have a few skills that I don't need. <laughs> so uh, kind of the idea being, you know, get a little bit of a glimpse of like, hey, don't waste your time right now learning that thing that you think you might need to learn. Uh, so that will be next week. Nice. Yeah, I, I knew I had a pretty good chance of uh, of somebody being a host in the group. So um Hey, I'm Brian with The Lots Project, thelotsproject.com, a podcast Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central on all sorts of places and now streaming to Telegram chat. So come on over to t.me slash thelotschat. Watch the live stream in the morning, join the chat, or Saturday mornings I do an hour to an hour and a half interview uh, 9 a.m. Central. This week I got, speaking of cryptocurrency, I have Joel Valenzuela, um, Desert Links, kind of out there on uh, on the social webs. And uh, he's been living completely on crypto and unbanked for, I think, the last seven years. So uh, it's going to be a really cool conversation. I'm excited to talk to him because I haven't really talked that much into cryptocurrency on my show, but uh, might be coming around here pretty quick. So uh yeah, guys, I really had a good chat tonight. I hope you all enjoyed uh, your evening. Uh, the audio podcast will go up here in just a little while when I could get it downloaded and processed. Uh, everybody have a great week, and we will catch up with you next week on Fireside Freedom.